and that's how it started and it was just such a surprise and and I really didn't know what I was letting myself in for. <laughs> um, I really didn't understand what the film was about and I didn't realise how much I'd actually need to put into it. And it was an extraordinary experience and I really, really enjoyed working with the demon. I was wondering about your name, actually, because your name ah. is pretty revelatory, I would say, of this kind of ambiguity. So when I received the script, the character's name is Laura, and Adina said, do you think we should keep the name? And I said, I definitely think we should change it. And she said, ah, I think not. And I said, but Adina, you know, you're going to... And she said, I'm only going to talk to the character. And I said, but when you want me to turn left, you're going to say, Laura, can you turn left? And I think you'll be talking to the actress and not the character. And she said, I will always be talking to the character. And so she decided to keep the name Laura. We can talk a bit more about the interviews. Like, the way we found each other came very much from those interviews. It was more like trying to meet another human being at a sort of a core level. That was the triggering point. I remember, even today, I remember the most powerful thing in that interview, it was very strange to realize it now, was one of the exercises that we were supposed to work with was um, that you would bring a piece of music which is really relevant emotionally for you. And we tried to work with the body reacting to that piece of music. And actually, like, the piece of music that stays at the source of the last last scene with the dance, you worked with that in that point, and this was like the moment when I felt the like does this power, this energy inside you, which is at the core of the character, and which is at the core of the search for inner freedom that the film is. So that's how basically we worked. discovery process, this whole thing. It was searching for like-minded people that would like to go with us in the journey. And very important, it was that each of them has a very strong motivation, emotional motivation. They need to share something with the audience. And the film started as a proposal of dialogue. So as, as you see, also the procedure, the device, the apparatus that we use in the film, mediates this kind of direct communication because while they are talking to me and with the lens they talk they are talking implicitly with the viewer all the time so camera is more like a channel a medium which creates a bridge between the viewer and the reality that you know these people took amazing risks to do this project and they really open up they offer an amazing accessibility to to their some of their most sensitive areas. I can talk extensively about all of them, like for example, Christian is Christian in film, 
and he works a lot with his private material and he is like uh, a fascinating character he is a uh, a very outspoken activist for uh, the rights of the people with disabilities. He is the leader of the Association for Independent Living in, in Germany. He is very interested in uh, sexuality and disability and he has a blog that you can search for online which is called kissability.d. He was part of another association for persons with disability that um, he was the president of it and he was basically fired you know, he was eliminated from this uh, head position because he was speaking too openly about sexuality and there is discrimination uh, even within the group, you know, that he's representing sometimes. So it's, it's his uh, uh, discourse, discourse is really interesting. Also, Hannah, she studied philosophy, she's a very intelligent speaker and uh, she really destabilized both her and Shani, they destabilized our ideas about what sex work means. There might be like many people in the sex industry that do it for survival, but there are people which do it as a form of self-exploration, as a form of therapy, as a form of social service. Research. As Christians. Yeah, for example, for example, in Hannah's case, I mean, she was explaining to me that for many transgender people which have this uh, difficult relationship with their body because it's so difficult for society to accept the fact that they are different than the regular like division between genders. It, it's very difficult for many people to accept that genders are fluid, you know, which they are. For many transgender people, sex work, it's a way, it's a, their possibility basically to explore their bodies and what they love and in, in a relationship with these clients, with these people they meet. Uh, Shani is another very interesting character, which is a combination between sex therapist and healer and, uh, and escort. He has a very interesting site, www.shanilove.com, if you want to explore that. There is a question uh, over there. Just a commentary. I mean, I, I was so curious about how the film could go on for such a long time. Time is the most precious thing we have and we exchange. So you asked a lot of time, quite okay, but limit. Uh, the only thing I, I had a kind of a barrier with, it was decor. Is the decor uh, like well, a scenography set? I mean, is it the <laughs> ultimate mask we wear? Is it the ultimate mask uh, like protecting us? from being attacked once more, just that. It's a personal thing. So it was very interesting that uh, different people had a different reaction on the predominance of color white in the film. Like for me, like the color white and the empty space, it's something which is very soothing. And actually we tried to create in the film a sort of a bubble of safety in which we could feel, we, where we could explore these things. And there was permanently a tension between the need for rigor and vigor. I mean, it was that the DOP was present at Berlinale and he explained a bit about the process because within the visual approach, it was the same tension between reality and fiction. So it was the same tension between a very rigorous structure and the fact that you needed to allow a lot of freedom. Because many times we created, we recreated spaces which <laughs> with elements of familiarity for the characters, elements from their own homes. So you basically try to 
create a space which becomes personal for the characters. It's part of the process. In different degrees, like for different characters, we manage to recreate their familiar spaces. And uh, at the same time, it's a hybrid again, because it's a hybrid between this need for emptiness and minimalism and uh, calm and white and rigor, which is uh, entering or it's uh, there is a tension between it and the life, you know, the elements that bring life and uh, accidents and personal stuff from the characters. Uh, I don't know if you felt that's a mask. I think that can be like a very valid subjective perception. Like this happens, you know, very often with this film because people get triggered by different things. You are not the only person who felt that this is like a sort of a distancing element, the set design, but there were uh, also different opinions that it's very peaceful and soothing and calming and protective. From my point of view, it was, uh, the white is uh, like a canvas for me. The space, I have to say, the space is very important in the film. The relationship of the body with the space, uh, the light, all the elements of the space, the framing, everything, it's really, really like uh, rigorously thought out, not controlled, because basically it's about creating a rigorous frame in which you can let go, yes. in which you can be free and explore. What is a documentary art in it and what isn't? Uh -huh. All I can say is I was put into situations where I was discovering within the limits that I had chosen with the Dino of my character but uh, what's real as facts and what aren't, and what I say is real and what isn't, I don't want to answer because I, I think that takes away something from the film. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes. If you work in a structure like this, uh, in a sort of a fictionalized structure, under the name of a character, you can explore so many things that nobody needs to know. So basically the fiction offers you a sort of a safety net to explore things. And sometimes in the process, I mean, as you see in the workshop, that workshop, it's a recreation for the shooting of a real workshop. From that real workshop, we extracted and we adapted several spe specific exercises. And we chose, on the same principle that I was talking in the beginning, several people that wanted to go with, with us through the process. What happens between the people in the workshop, it's fully authentic and it, hap it happens in the moment and it's documented, it's captured by the camera. So the limit, it's really difficult to establish and at the same time I don't think it's relevant, you know, because in the end it's, it's cinema, it's a subjective experience of reality. Our colleagues, co-producers and producers here, like, are really heroes, you know, and it's really a tough work to really carry such a project on such a long time and to not, not go bankrupt, you know, not to be sued because you well, don't... Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we still have contracts to pay, that's true. So, it took a while, situation there is a, another constructive space which is this kind of uh, imaginary city where the things are happening and uh, um, I wonder how did you 
kind of uh, um, um, arrive to this idea of kind of connecting those spaces and how you build the entire film space, let's say. Initially, there was a, a certain script, let's say. There was a structure. It was about people like me in an urban environment, which struggle with the ups and downs of their intimate lives and try to understand how things functions, function between people. And the sort of the city that you see, it's a non-identified European city. It can be anywhere. It can be any city we live in. It can be Sofia, Prague, Bucharest, Paris, London. It was very important to be geographically not uh, yeah, neutral, yeah, not identified. It took a long time to go to, go to this uh, geography of the space, which became very important, you know, in the end. We were trying to find a way to bring these worlds together, to make these worlds meet. That's the purpose of the, of the whole space. When choosing a certain space, it, it, this involved a lot of research. I mean, it had to carry an energy because, for example, we could have had a very easy life shooting a, a swingers club or a fetish club in a studio and then we could have done many other things but we chose to go for a real swingers club, a fetish club and to work there with the people and with, with people that wanted to be in the film and they wanted to share this practice, alternative practice of sexu sexuality with, with the viewer. Uh, we have actually a lot of material that, of course, didn't make it in the end in the film. You can find many more interesting things about the participants of the project and practices. And it's, it's all about discovering, you know? This, it's, it's about this curiosity. We went in this process with this curiosity to, to really discover how people experience intimacy and to get rid of all this conditioning that you, you get in, in your family, in your society. Tolerance. Very strong defense. <laughs> it's interesting also to talk with my colleague producers because they went through a very specific process. It started with meeting Adina, actually. I think the key uh, aspect of everything working out in the end on a, such a lengthy process was the relationship within the film and within the people working to make this film. I don't know if it's a coincidence or serendipity or just attraction of uh, people just wanting to put something out together with the same cry, let's say, freedom fighters that brought all of us together. It's a five-country co-production, so it was very difficult to let's say, convince people that this film needs to be done, you know, in a way to get to raise financing for it, uh, particularly because of the topic and also because of the, um, let's say, unexpected mix of genre. The development process was quite a challenging aspect, and here we have to thank our fellow producer, Philippe Avril, who is not here with us, uh, the French co-producer, but also supervising producer on the film, who was very engaged in uh, developing the written proposal for, for the film. We shot in three years, length, 2015, 2016, 2017, 
due to this segmented uh, process. process financing, yeah, receiving of financing, yeah, end of the process. Editing took uh, took a while. Adina edited it herself with uh, a little help from her friends. Yeah, the rest you've seen on the screen. So there, there are really a lot of people who helped us, who supported us in this process. Six minute credit roll. Six minutes credit roll <laughs> on the fastest <laughs> speed, I swear, that was possible in post-production. And the smallest font, yeah. We experienced a lot of rejections uh, along with uh, uh, a lot of successes and prizes. And all of us, we put full trust on Adina from the very beginning until the very end. All the pressure was on Adina, actually. <laughs> she, she, she's the one. Blame for everything. Blame for everything. Blame her for everything. For me, it was uh, love at first sight, and uh, loves at first sight go through difficult periods. And we also went through difficult periods, I guess. And there were moments we were struggling. For me, it was really something that I wanted to make, and I'm glad I was part of it. If there is uh, no other question from the audience, I would like to thank you very much for being with us. And thank you very much to Adina and the whole team. Thank you. Thank you.